eight ways to build an emergency fund fast. <laughs> I'm talking like this because the world is in crisis. <laughs> so, of course, we've got major shifts in inflation, soaring cost of living, energy crises. We've got so many attacks on your money. We've got really high inflation and really low interest. And therefore, you're going to need an emergency fund. Now, if you've ever listened to much of my content, you know I don't think it's great to have too many savings in the bank. So this is a bit different. I'm not saying have a load of cash in the bank as an emergency fund. I'm going to talk more about how you can be liquid, how you can have an emergency fund without having a load of money stashed in the bank. Now, the reason right now I'm not a fan of you having much money in the bank is because what if there's a bank run? There's low trust in banks. There's high government debt. We had recently in Japan, China, some banks actually just reclaim all the money in the bank and just said, sorry, this is now a government asset. And you just couldn't, they just stole your money. And of course, with interest rates much lower than inflation, basic rule of money is when interest rates are higher than inflation, you make money saving. When inflation is higher than interest rates, you lose money saving. Although that does depend if the bank passes on all the interest to you, which they're not right now. So for those reasons, you've got to be careful. I guess this is a warning. And that is you don't want lumps of cash in physical cash or in savings for those reasons. Um, but you do want liquidity. And there's a big difference, by the way, between cash and liquidity. Cash is savings and physical money. Liquidity is quick access to money. And they are different. For example, I was just having a chat with someone on an Instagram live about an offset or a drawdown mortgage. Now, having an offset or drawdown mortgage is it's not cash, but it is liquidity because you can draw it down when you need it. And I'm going to cover that. So I've got eight quick practical tactical tips. Some of them will save a little bit of money. Some of them will save a big bit of money for you to build your emergency fund and ride out this cost of living crisis. And um, by the way, um, the people with the liquidity always win in downturns. And actually, you might have noticed I paused for a second there because what the traditional people would say to you is, you know, the, the person with the cash rules. <laughs> I think it was B.A. Barakas says, the golden rule is a man with the gold rules. <laughs> so in reality, though, it's not cash. It is liquidity. It is access to cash. Because, look, you can't save up 10 million in the next three to six months to go and buy all the assets or 100 million. But you could get access to that liquidity wise if you've got access to people, financiers, partners, if you've got a trusted brand, etc. All right, then. So number one, start setting up direct debits. Do you have direct debits from one or more bank accounts that feeds money into your um, highest interest that you can possibly get savings account? Because here's the thing, the golden rule of making money is to pay yourself first. Except right now, the government are paying themselves first through taking all of your tax and they're paying you last. So if you want to be rich or at least wealthy, um, then you need to pay yourself first and then pay your bills, expenses and taxes last. But the way that the world is set up, the way that the economy is set up, is that you pay the government first. And then what you do if you don't manage money well is you pay all your bills and your creditors next. And then you pay yourself last. And then you realize, shit, I ain't got enough money left. It's like buying a bag and book it down KFC and all the kids nick all the chicken and you're licking the bones. <laughs> you're going down KFC licking people's fingers for food because you're so broke. So you've got to pay yourself first. This is a golden rule. 
And a great way to pay yourself first is just to direct debit as soon as the savings come in. You can direct debit into a, an ISA. You can direct debit into a savings account. Set that up. Pay yourself first. Okay, number two then is hopefully right now you've figured that inflation is wiping out your um, money and that in order to get to ride this cost of living crisis, it's not enough just to sit there and hope that your savings will um, hoard and hide and ride it out. It's not enough. So the ways out of this is to earn inflation beating money. And that could be through commissions, side hustles, or even new businesses. Because here's the thing, even if you're employed in a good job, who's getting a 20% pay rise this year? And that's what you need to beat inflation and have a little bit left probably. So what you want to do is do overtime, get comms, commissions, and if you do get a pay increase, save the difference. Because what most people do is when they get a pay rise or they make extra money, they just spend more. And that, that's not going to help you ride out and build this great emergency fund. So if you do a side hustle and you've got your main job, your main job can pay your expenses and your side hustle, that can build up your emergency fund. Or your overtime or your commissions. Don't put them in the main pot of black hole bottomlessness. Make sure you save them. And remember, when I say save, I don't mean leaving savings. I mean leaving liquidity, liquidity based assets. So, for example, I, I put a lot of my savings into my I max my ISA every year and then I put it into the stock market. Now, ideally, I won't sell it. And ideally, I can have the income. But if I have to sell it, it's liquid. You know, I can get that within a week, probably five days. OK, third thing is we've all got loads of unwanted stuff we don't need. And actually, I don't know if you've read my book, Money, but in my book, Money, I talked about the value, the vacuum law of prosperity. And the vacuum law of prosperity is where if you want to introduce new things into your life and you've got cluttered space, you are blocking introducing new things into your life. So if you make space, you will allow the space for new things to come into your life. So it's always a good practice. I do this quite a lot. I like buying a lot of clothes. Uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for expensive clothes. But um, a couple of times a year, I'll either um, give it to my MD son who's 16, 17, and he's selling all my stuff on eBay, or I'll just give it to charity or whatever, and I'll clear it all out and make way for new. But of course, if you're looking to build that emergency fund, go and sell a load of stuff you don't need. If you look hard enough around the place, there is a load of stuff you've got that you don't need, so go sell it. But then what you can also do, let's say you, you manage to get a grand from that, let's say. You can go to your neighbours, your friends, your family and say, look, um, would you like to raise some cash from all the stuff you don't need? I'll do you a deal. I'll sell it on the secondhand sites and we'll go 50-50 or even 70-30 in your favour. You can actually start a business selling other people's stuff on Depop, Vinted, on um, eBay, you know, all Etsy, all these sites. OK, number four then is... Um, Pause the luxury items for a while. Now, look, I don't think you should try and save your way out of this crisis. I don't think it's enough. I think you've got to earn your way out of this crisis, invest your way out of this crisis. Um, but I've had a few expenses recently that are pretty big, like 20 grand holidays. Shh. And it seems a bit opulent to me right now. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm spending money on others. I'm happy to do that. I like spending money on others. But I'm stopping spending money on me. I like buy loads of Louboutin shoes. Stop that. I buy pretty much everything in McQueen. Stop that. And it's not like I can't afford it. I just think it's the right thing to do. So if you stop buying those luxury items for a while um, then, and save the difference, soon enough, you'll have a good emergency fund. OK, the next thing, by the way, is are you tracking what you spend and what you earn? Do you have a budgeting spreadsheet? Do you know exactly what comes out of your bank, exactly what you spend, exactly what you earn, exactly what the percentage of disposable income or money left you have is? My guess is probably most of you listening don't. And if you just went and did that, set up a spreadsheet, 
Checked all your direct debits, put your direct debits on a spreadsheet, worked out your savings over the last, say, year. It's easy to do now with banking apps. They've got all the tools. And actually, you worked out what you spend versus what you earn. You might be a bit shocked. You might not like what you see. You might be in a negative. But uh, that's a good place to start from. You cannot master what you do not measure. All right, number five then. um, I'm quite hard to buy for for birthdays and Christmases and anniversaries. It's pretty renowned in my circle. Anything I like, I buy and I don't like many things. And what I like is expensive. (laughs) So I'm not a very good one to buy for. However, if you now ask all of your friends and family and anyone who buys you stuff to buy you gifts, um, then, yeah, that's a good way to raise some extra money. Because often don't you find that you get... um, you get a lot of gifts. Well, you might get some gifts and you don't really like them and you don't really know how to say it. So, for example, I love Costa Coffee and I spend a lot of money on Costa Coffee twice a day. And people just buy me Costa vouchers now for birthday, Christmas, anniversaries. They buy Costa vouchers. It's a great gift. Easy for them. They can choose how much they spend. And I save that money instead of buying coffee. So that's a nice little tip, I think, there. Uh, definitely. This is unpopular, but I'm going to say it. Uh, stop going on holidays. Well, I better um, add that in. Right now is not the time to go on holidays if you can't afford it. And people justify holidays that, um, you know, I need it. I really need it. I need to spend time on me. I need to connect with me. I need the rest. I'm so stressed. But holidays are actually quite stressful. And if you spent a freaking load of money on a holiday, then, you know, you come back with a massive load of debt. So actually, I would probably be unpopular to say this, but I actually like to say things that are unpopular because generally you do unpopular things. You make money, of course, as long as they're legal and ethical. Um, Pause holidays for a couple of years. You will probably say, you know, even cheap holidays now, they're crazy money, aren't they? Crazy, crazy money. Now, there's lots of little things I could teach here, but I'm not going to do that because... um, you can figure that figure it out. Actually, do you know what? At this point, I'll give you the gift because I've got um, more than 21 ways to save up to half your salary and costs. So this is a good time to do it, actually, because, for example, you know, if you, if you don't buy bottled water, you're going to save a lot of money. If you don't buy coffee, you're going to save a lot of money. If you don't buy lunch, you're going to save a lot of money. So there's lots of things you can do there. But remember, I'm talking about building an emergency fund here. Um, so if you go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Toolkit. This is a gift from me. It'll cost you nothing. Do it now. Just while I'm talking. bit.ly forward slash Rob Toolkit. The first thing you're going to get there is 21 ways to save up to half your salary in costs. Lots of money saving tips, tricks and hacks. I was actually asked to write on this by a mainstream UK media publication and asked to go into a lot of detail. And I did. So it's bit.ly forward slash Rob Toolkit. It's a gift. It costs you nothing. And there's lots of other resources there, like there's workshop video trainings from me on building up assets and producing recurring income. There's tools and resources that I share with you on a weekly basis whether it's interviews with billionaires or how to start um, a side hustle or the quickest ways to six-figure six income, for example. I've got that all lined up at bit.ly forward slash Rob Toolkit. Go grab it right now from me as a gift. bit.ly forward slash Rob 
tool kit. Go now. It's free as a gift from me. <laughs> Hopefully that's slow enough because um, these, this is ways to build up your emergency fund, this content. This content isn't about all the little hacks to save money, but that is obviously really bloody important. So there you go. There's the gift from me. Go get it. When you've gone and get it, when you've gone and got it, come back here now and let's carry on. Do it quick. All right. So next one is any change you get, save it all. So if you break a fiver, save the change. If you break a tenner, save the change. I have a rule. Any money I break when I buy something, I save the change. Even if I break a 20 and I've got £19.70 change, I keep the change. Stack up the change, stack up the change, stack up the change. It soon builds up. And it's good because it tricks you into thinking you've got less money than you have. Therefore, you are more, more resourceful. The lean mindset. This is really important. You know, you want to be rich, but sometimes you want to pretend that you're broke or act like you're broke to become rich. Because, you know, often the, the new rich or the fake rich are acting rich when they're broke. But actually, a lot of the billionaires are acting broke when they're rich. So if you break any money, uh, put it in all the change, save it. Right. The next thing you can do if you've got a mortgage is contact your mortgage company and see if you can open up a drawdown facility or have an offset facility. Now, you need to get advice of a mortgage broker here. And it depends on your mortgage. But actually, uh, an, an offset or a drawdown mortgage is a great way to have liquidity without paying for it. So, for example, you might have a £300,000 house and a £150,000 mortgage. And if you remortgaged and took out 50 or 70 grand, that'd be great, but you're going to pay higher interest on a higher mortgage. And you might not need all the money at once. Whereas if you have a, a drawdown or an offset facility, offset is offsetting savings against a mortgage. And drawdown is being able to draw down money and sort of move that mortgage up and down as if it's like a savings account, but you're only paying interest on what you draw. And the good thing is, remember, there's a big difference between cash savings and liquidity. And I'd much, much rather you had liquidity over savings because savings are getting wiped out by inflation. And also, if you borrow money, you've got interest and debt on the money. Whereas if you've got, for example, a drawdown facility, you've got it there when you need it, but you're not paying interest on it because you haven't essentially borrowed it. And only when you need it, because it's called an emergency fund, then do you draw it. And then when you draw it, you pay a bit more interest on your mortgage. So that's a really good thing to do. OK, the next thing then is to um, keep more retained earnings if you have a company. So if you have a company, don't draw all the money. When you draw all the money, you pay higher tax. And of course, when you draw all the money, you're reducing the cash reserves. So my business partner and I, we draw 20% each of the net profit and we leave 60% in retained earnings because we like, like a nice bit of liquidity through this time. By the way, the cash doesn't just all stay in the bank. It goes into other assets, investments, the stock market gets diversified, etc. So if you do have a company, maybe draw a bit less and make sure you're expensing everything you can through your business. A lot of people are buying a lot of things personally that they can actually legitimately buy as a business expense. So that's another thing that you can do. Um, just just talk to a good accountant, go through all the things that you buy. You know, maybe when you travel, it could be a business trip if you can do a business meeting or two. All the equipment for your podcast and your lives should definitely be towards business. So many things can be a business expense. Make sure you're claiming everything back. That's a good way to save money. But remember, this is about building an emergency fund and being liquid. It's not about hacks to save money. That's at the bit.ly 
forward slash Rob Toolkit. Um, and then I'm going to say it like I already said it. That pause holidays for a while. You don't need them. Or just take a few days off and be creative and do things at home. Holidays are a massive expense. I've always thought that holidays are actually often quite a big waste of money. I mean, if you've got kids, they're not a holiday. And the best thing about a holiday is the dreaming of going on holiday. And the holiday is usually a letdown. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed this episode on how, uh, ways to build a quick emergency fund. Remember, you've got those gifts waiting for you to save money, to make money and to get ongoing resources at bit.ly forward slash Rob Tool Kit.